Good morning and welcome to Coffee with the Colonel. We're still here today on Coffee with the Colonel. We'll be talking about the end of large-scale military exercise in the ROK. ROK, for those of you who don't know what the ROK is, that's South Korea, Republic of Korea. Texas is great for vets. Young Democrat bullies her fellow Democrats. Hmm, how many of you folks out there like bullies? We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Rise and shine. I know it's dark, but I've already had my... Well, I didn't do my PT this morning. I wimped out. It's uh, end of March, and hey, 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 people, we've got snow out there. It was 16 degrees. Yeah, I'm old and wimpy. I One thing I've never liked was cold. It could be 102 out there. I'd been more than willing to go do my PT. But I do not like these temperatures. So, yeah, I'm going to suck it up and do without. Okay, maybe I'll do something at home later, body weight stuff. Hey, I'm going to sit here and have my morning coffee with you. It's still early. You might be in the dark still. It's just breaking light here. Hey, good morning. I'm retired Lieutenant Colonel Bill Prophet. I'd like to welcome you to a brand new edition of Coffee with the Colonel. After a stroll around the perimeter, I double-checked that no one has breached the perimeter wire. I didn't hear any of the cans rattling during the night. Nope, not one. I you know, may need to get some defoliant out there because there's some weeds growing. I don't know how that happened. Hopefully, they'll freeze today. I haven't had to pop smoke yet, but I want to keep those choppers warmed up in case I need an emergency evac here at... Uh, AxiomNewsNetwork.com, the home of Southwest Ohio Swimming, my other podcast, The John Provitt Show, and we've heard it both ways. We are still broadcasting, and we here at Axiom News Network will continue broadcasting the truth until we are overrun by the truth-denying progressive hordes who don't want the word to get out. I'm going to have my morning coffee with this you this morning, and I'm going to have it the way God intended it. Now, if you disagree with me, drink your foo-foo drink and uh, sit in your parents' basement and cry. Feel free to join me if you're drinking your black coffee. I haven't talked about that for a while, but that's okay. Hey, I'm going to drink it. Hey, I want to I always start off with a story. I'm going to start off with a story about a young lieutenant, a <laughs> second lieutenant, me. And I was stationed at Fort McClellan, Alabama for my first uh, station after leaving the, the Benning School for Boys. And it uh, comes down that they're going to have weekly parades. I thought, oh, well, you know. The company commander calls me in and says, you know, Prophet, you know, Lieutenant, we're going to have weekly parades, and since you are here, uh, guess what? You're going to be leading. You're going to be commander of the company while you're out there. I thought, I said, sir, you don't want to be in the parade. Oh, hell no, I don't go out there and parade. So <laughs> the problem was we had to go out the day before and rehearse. Now, at the at the actual parade on Fridays, on Fridays, there would be someone, some dignitary, some reti- possibly retiring senior officer, NCO, who would be commander of troops, and they would be the the head poncho there, head honcho there. And so we'd go out there, and I'd have my drills, drills uh, OSID unit. So I had drill sergeants and myself. The drill sergeants were expert at marching, and so depends on where we got hit for the parade during our uh, cycle of training. We had troops who could march, you know, knew their left and their rights, or we had troops who were brand new and they were stumbling and bumbling. But we were far enough out there, and I had enough drill sergeants. They kept them in check. And uh, I learned how to do some marching. Now, I'm terrible at that. I have a, a terrible left-right rhythm. Uh, I, when I, so I was never a good uh, D&C type of soldier. I'd have been on uh, demerit marching at West Point if I'd gone to West Point forever just based on my marching skills. Well, we'd, we'd get going and they'd do all the stuff and I'd go do all the commands and no one could hear it. We just got the, because of the vast area there, no one could actually hear us hardly, but the troops could hear us, and there was every company, every company was out there. My God, there were probably 40 of us, so it wasn't a short little parade. 
And so we'd get to the other side and uh, on a bad day, on a bad day, our troops had to march all the way over there. Now this was over in the old WAC, the old Women Army Training Army Corps uh, field parade ground. Now there were no uh, the you know, Women's Army Corps had disappeared by then, and all women had been integrated. There was no, there were no WACs per se. They were now female soldiers. Now, but it was like I say, the commander, and he'd be, he'd say, he'd often be over there. He'd say, Lieutenant, you could march better. Yes, yeah, sir, but, you know, you could probably go out there and show me how to do it. Uh, no, I think I'll just let you keep learning how to do it. Because <laughs> he was not going to be out there marching for anything. Well, it's it's been rumored and they've been talked about before, but the Trump administration is planning on ending all large-scale military exercise in South Korea. Now, when I was there, we had Team Spirit. Well, uh, at the time, 8th Army consisted basically of, uh, of the 2nd ID and ash and trash troops down, you know, down south and place. But then what they would do is they'd bring in the big hunks of the 7th ID when I was there. There would be Marine Corps brought in. The Navy would do stuff in places we had no idea what the hell they were doing because we were, we were running around up around the DMZ planning on dying. Because essentially, uh, based on the scenario we were given, the North Koreans would have killed us in about uh, that three seconds after the war started. You know, hey, it's just the way it is. With their mass, uh, I went to a briefing once on how many guns, gun tubes they had and how many special forces aircraft they had and how many people they were going to parachute behind the lines, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I thought, oh, hell, we're going to die. And that was the truth. But, you know. We'd have to get we'd get them in the long run. I'm sure of that, but it would be a bloody mess at first. Well, the Trump administration is uh, announcing that the uh, large-scale drills the U.S. military conducts for South Korea every spring are going to be cut back. Now, they're talking about that uh, there there are two drills in question, which are referred to as Key Resolve and Full Eagle. They've changed, you know, because they've changed the names over time. Hell, <coughs> probably somebody got a medal for just changing the name of the exercise from. Uh, Eventually, they'll be replaced with smaller exercises tailored to fit specific missions. Now, when you're tailoring for a specific mission, um, that's fine. But you need to have, if you have a division, you need to exercise the division. <coughs> they need to know how to move their maneuver units, which are brigades, three brigades, four brigades, whatever the, you count artillery, and we're all there, and all the support. You need to practice moving those larger bodies of troops. Now, it's fine that a battalion commander can send out a uh, company, and the company commander and the uh, LTs down at the platoon level learn how to maneuver their their smaller elements, or even the even down to the squad leaders. But the, the the division commander, the corps commander, the army commander, these guys need to know how to move their folks around. They also they need to know how to do joint exercises with both the Koreans. Any of the other forces there, because I know at one time we had Australians with us. <coughs> Went a whole lot of them, but they were there. Need to be able to coordinate with the Air Force, because the Air Force, uh, you know, Camo guys were billet right down from billeted right down, and they had their they were both billet and had their uh, their uh, offices right down from where we were. I was located. You have to know how to do all this stuff. Now, I don't know that these exercises are going to get so insignificant that. Uh, no one's going to be able to do their job because a lot of folks are um, getting to the National Training Center or either they either go to the National Training Center at uh, Irwin or they end up at uh, in uh, Arkansas, which is a big training center also. Now, the one in – it's possible the one in uh, 
Irwin would most closely resemble, even though it's desert-like. South Korea is not desert-like, but it's a peninsula. There's only so far to go left or right, if you wish, or east or west. Well, there's only so far you can go north or south because it is it's a peninsula surrounded by water. The only way to really go for us would be to go north if we had to, if uh, actual warfare broke out. Now, the U.S. in October suspended an annual uh, exercise, Vigilant Ace, which is an air exercise, uh, which is uh, scheduled every December. But in, De in October, they decided to cancel it. Now, the, the Trump administration is trying to encourage North Korea to do, do likewise. Even though the North Koreans, uh, they might still have their biggest, they do a big exercise every year that encompasses everyone up there. It might still be going on. It is a, such a large-scale exercise. I don't know about live fire, but I know they practice. They have the same limitations that, the, that we do in the South. They can only go so far east, west, and uh, north. They go to you know they've got Russia on the, to the extreme north on a very small uh, point, and then China over on the uh, west. They've also got water because they are also part of that peninsula. But they have more places to go if they had to. That was the problem that Tim MacArthur had. And brought the Chinese into war, the Korean War because we pushed them all the way back and almost put our troops in China. But these exercises, I, I hate to see them end because I don't. I, I consider it a slight concession, okay? Because it's uh, we haven't received it. Now I have to. I give I give Trump credit for talking to the guy, the little funny ugly guy, but we haven't gotten anything yet. Now, well, we had, we, he's not blowing anything up right now. He's not testing his nukes. He's not shot anything over Japan or toward uh, Hawaii, anything like that. So that's a slight concession. But uh, the president needs to stay hardline, I believe. He needs to keep the exercises going. We do not need to withdraw any soldiers. If anything, I would throw a few more people in there, some more, and make sure we've got plenty of air defense weapons. Now they can't be too close to the border, even though you can't be too far back. We have to have a little notice because they're we. it's tight there. Some of their weapons are not too far from that DMZ. You have to have a little notice before you launch. Okay, we have enough uh, radar, sonar, satellite, and all that. We know when things go up, but you have to have reaction time. And, of course, uh, South Korea is the pawn. They're stuck in the middle of this. They, we should have done something earlier with this guy. And we should have really forced the Chinese to do something with him to keep him from getting nuked or his, he and his family from getting nukes. That's been their goal, and they do have them now. Now, they are limited. Now, again, we have uh, India and Pakistan who were pissing, uh, having a pissing contest the other day, and they each have about 100 nukes. So that was really the news the other day instead of Michael Cohen. But we have to hold a hard line. President Nuke, President Nuke, <laughs> I don't want him to become President Nuke. President Trump needs to apologize about his comments on Otto Warmbier. Now, personally, I don't think, uh, honestly, I don't think that uh, Kim said go beat him to death. But in a regime where stuff like that is eh, just a to-do list on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Thursdays, whatever, to beat prisoners to death, he is ultimately responsible for that. Even though I got a feeling that the people who beat him to death, probably were beaten to death themselves and are probably dead. I don't think they received any honors for doing this because it gave the, gave the regime a bigger black eye than they had. Um, that's just my opinion. But again, he is re ultimately responsible. He didn't call down to, hey, beat him to death. They didn't call him say, we're going to beat him to death today. It's Tuesday. He didn't know anything about it. 
but he is ultimately responsible for it. Just like any commander, those of you who have been like myself, have been in charge of any type of troops, even if you're not present, even if you didn't tell them to do something, whatever they do, if it's stupid especially, you're blamed for. You are not just blamed, but you are responsible for and it comes the other way. If they do something right, you should give them the credit. But the, 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 the poo does not just roll downhill. It rolls uphill. The credit should roll downhill, just the opposite. Now, so I would recommend that if you are interested in, in this, you should contact the president and say, hey, hold a hard line and apologize to the warm beers for your comments. Uh, that's the, Again, we one of the reasons the president was elected is he is not a scripted politician. Well, when you're not scripted, occasionally things comes out, come out that are just stupid. He should have stopped talking. He should have stuck to whatever script his people gave him. But that's that's why we, we voted for him and hired him. Now, I'm going to move on to Texas. Texas is a great state for veterans. Now, if, you, if you've ever served there, Fort Hood, um, yeah, I'm losing some of the forts down there. Oh, but there are plenty of them there. I'm trying to think where the medical facility is. That is you know, there's a lot of stuff there at uh at, uh, in Texas. But if you're a veteran and a Texas resident, you are getting extra benefits because thanks to the Hazelwood Act, Texas veterans who completed at least 181 days, that's six months, as an active duty service member can apply for a, a tuition exemption that uh, comes up to 150 free credit hours at a public Texas university. Now, 100 credit hours, I do believe, finishes a four-year degree. Now, if you're not looking for a degree, you're just looking for certifications and things like that, well, that takes that should cover quite a bit. Now, only one member, member of a family can use it at a time, but it can be divided up among family members, okay? So your child, your spouse, can get these this 150-hour thing, credit hour scholarship. Now, this is what, I, what, what I'm going to point out here. If you already, if you, if you have the active duty benefits, or actually, there's reserve and guard benefits also. But if you have those benefits, you can, you've got those also. So I would suggest planning ahead. You have now go talk to the folks at the school. Plan ahead how best to use your your total benefits. Okay. Now there's uncertain federal aid and scholarships, but and this is one of the reasons that this uh, this has been passed. <clears throat> this is one of those guaranteed benefits. Texas is a veteran-heavy state with plenty of public universities. Nine public Texas universities made the Times, Military Times, best colleges for vets list. In 17 cities, cracked the Military Times, best places to live in 2017. That's the last time they did it. Now, this Hazelwood Act goes all the way back to the 1920s, was named for the late Senator Gary Grady Hazelwood. Hazelwood, its benefits extend to the veteran who currently currently lives in Texas and will either begin service in Lone Star State or live there before entering the military. I suggest you live there beforehand. You don't want to, I couldn't move there. I'd love to move there and be able to use some of the benefits, but I would not qualify because I think it should be um, for Texas residents, true Texas residents. Now, you get you have to go through the Texas Veterans Commission, which is a good program, and they handle this. Now, if you can use it in conjunction with your GI Bill to pay your costs, you can stack both benefits together, meaning that whatever portion of the veteran's tuition that's left after using one or the other is covered by what's left from the other one. So you could potentially 
go all the way through if you wanted to and probably get a professional degree and a master's or PhD or whatever professional might go past that. Plus, you can also use the bill for your wife or spouse, okay? So that and maybe you aren't interested, but you can pass this on. Now, the Texas uh, Veterans Commission says that there are more than 43,000 members who have taken advantage of this in fiscal 218, uh, 2018. So, 238 million in tuition exemptions. Now, these are not, it, it's not like they are paying money. It's uh, basically you go to the school and you're a veteran, you go for free. There is no money taking place. Uh, maybe on a piece of paper there is from the, the, the state to the college, but it's really, it's, it's, it's not actual cash, okay? So, but the state is good, okay? Now, the only source of uh, income for some has been disability compensation, but if you've got this, you've got a lot. Now, take both benefits, combine them, and pass them on down to your kids to the best you can. Let them have a chance at it. Now, I want to see hands out there. I'm moving on to another topic. People, I want to see some hands out there. Now, we have uh, some people in our studio audience today, so I'm just going to ask them, but I'm going to ask all the people out there, raise your hands if you are f- happy about people who bully. Ah, no, well, hey, no, no, what do you want? The bathroom is down the hall, okay? Now, no one here is happy that he just had to go to the bathroom. No one's here about is uh, too fond of bullying. Well, let me tell you what's going on in the, the houses of Congress, halls of Congress. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez is, has been there as a member of the House for eight weeks, nine weeks now? Yeah, something like that. She's on, it's her, she's on her first term. She's never, she's never, she really, really has never had a job before, not knocking uh, bartenders and waitresses. But those are not real jobs. Those are tip jobs. And apparently she doesn't understand how things work. But she, I'm sure she hated... Um, Folks who came in and gave her crap as both a bartender and a waitress. Well, she's doing the same thing to her fellow party members. There were 26 uh, Democrats who did not stay the course with the party. They they split off and voted for this new uh, gun bill that the Republicans were promoting. Now, the problem with you think you would think on the face of it, uh, the Democrats would love something to make gun bill guns harder to get. Well, because this made a uh, even at gun shows, I believe, you're going to have to go through a process to be cleared. Now, the catch was, get this, they would like that. The catch was, if you're an illegal alien and you were buying a gun, they have to report you by, in the law, they have to report you to ICE. That is what they did not like. Apparently, they're okay with illegal aliens purchasing guns illegally. You and I, ah, we have, they want, you and I, American citizens, have to go through hoops and jumps, which is fine. But apparently they're okay. That's the part that really ticked them off. So what she said to the to uh, I'm going to give you the thumbnail sketch here. She said, "Oh, we're going to put I'm going to put you on a list." Where in the hell does this young ass member of the House who's been there? I say nine weeks about who was elected by maybe five thousand people. And it's sad that. Very few people voted in her district, but, you know, that's how it is. She was voted by, by elected by about 5,000 folks in a heavy district. They just didn't vote. Um, it was an off year. It was, it was the off year election, too. That didn't help. That didn't help, but or it did help her, I should say. And where does she get off being able to threaten senior members 
more senior members, anyone who served another term or had any experience in the world working, running a business, having been a politician somewhere else, and threatening them. Where did she get off doing that? Apparently, oh, I'm sure she's all for, she, she would hate to have someone come and, you know, bully her. But apparently she can justify it. Now, we've, talk, we've talked about this before. Essentially, to meet her, uh, what her she perceives as meeting her vision of the world, it's fine. Anything goes. Bullying people, threatening them. Now, what she's threatening them with is uh, digging up candidates who are more goofy, progressive, to run against them in their primaries. Now, the problem is that the, the 26 uh, Democrats who voted for this bill are not progressive liberal nutjobs. They were all elected out of districts that Donald Trump carried. So they are voting more uh, centrist, centrist than far left because they're actually paying attention to what their their constituents want. If their constituents wanted them to vote uh, far left, far left, like uh, apparently AOC thinks her people do, They'd be voting that way, but they're voting with their constituents. They're also voting smartly for their own future. If they start going off the rail to the left, the people who voted for them might go, whoa, we are, that's not, no, 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 we didn't vote for you to go nut job on us and start uh, giving everything away and going over there with AOC and some of the other freshmen who are really goofies. And also some of these more senior people who are just going goofy on the left to get elected. Ah. Kamala Harris, who apparently smoked dope while listening to music that didn't exist for another 10 or 15 years when she was in college. What a lying sack of dirt. She should just say she didn't smoke dope. And she just was a good student instead of trying to be one of the cool kids. It's better than getting caught in a lie, for one, and what she was caught in, even though I think the people on that side may not care. But I've got a feeling on the when they come to debating among themselves, they're going to start eating each other. And someone who's on that stage with her running for, uh, hopefully what they're running for is the Democratic candidacy, will point out that you lied. You were a prosecutor. You prosecuted people for such crimes, and you lied about this to try to be a member of the cool group. Now, it's been pointed out that they, she will, that Ocasio-Cortez will, through this uh, out justice outfit, which is basically a group of liberal Democrats who want to push the more socialist agenda will find people. They will find people. They'll go, they will go out and search for people who are willing to run against the more um, central centrist leaning of the Democratic candidates. They will find the more progressive and liberal who will come out and run against them. Now, only thing this is going to do in primary, it's going to cost money. Both candidates will be spending money. Of course, the progressive candidate's money will be coming most likely like Beto O'Rourke in Texas from out of state. Now, personally, within my state, I would rather have people in my state and maybe the party, central party gives a little money to the candidates, but I don't want people from California supporting my candidates. That's my responsibility to support them if I want to give them a donation and and other voters in in my district. But, we, but that's where their money is going to come from. It's going to come from out of state because it will come from all the liberal people like Soros and folks. And then the actual people who are attempting to be reelected, who are currently in, who are more centrist, 
will have to raise money to run against these people. So they'll be peeing their way their money. So what it might end up doing, it might give the Republican candidate, if there's not a whole lot, depends on how that, what their primary is like, it might give the Republican candidate a better chance for winning those districts because they will have money that was not wasted on in a primary. And these, these primaries will be vicious. This, the, uh, it might point out, it might make people think twice about voting Democrat when they realize that these folks are trying to kill beat down what they believe is what their belief is of the Democratic Party. They apparently don't believe that it's a place for folks like AOC to get in there and give away everything, come up with these plans that there is no way in hell to finance it. Her, her, it's been estimated that her latest, the new Green New Deal, you'd have to, if you eliminated our entire military and sold all the equipment to other countries, and you taxed everybody, everybody, you still wouldn't be able to afford it. Tax everybody what? Taxed everybody. Taxed what? Everyone's already... No, not everybody pays taxes. Okay, but you, you, you can tax them on 1%, you can tax them on 100%. What do you mean tax everybody? Including the people who don't currently pay taxes. I know, but what tax rate are you talking about? Well, they'd have to tax them on 100%. And they, so you could, if they tax 100% of the country, 100% of their money, they still wouldn't... Still would not be able to finance it. Lost my thought. Well, I'll tell you what. I and the other staff here at AxiomNewsNetwork.com uh, will always welcome your comments, so please uh, let us know what you're thinking. You either go to the Axiom News Network uh, website or you can go to Facebook and let us know because we're going to have uh, at least three brand-new uh, uh, podcasts posted today. You'll have uh, this podcast, the uh, Coffee of the Colonel. You'll have, uh, we've heard it both ways, you'll have a John Prophet show posted today. So please go and uh, listen, like, go all the places you find your podcast and subscribe and like us. Okay? Now I want you to go out and have a good day. I'm going to get myself a second cup of coffee. Think about doing some body weight exercise to make up for lack of PT this morning. Have a good day out there.